What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Subjectively Successful Podcast. My name is Jordan Sellers, and I am your host. My goal in this episode and in every episode is for you to learn how you can be a better human being and a more successful person so that you can positively affect change in the sphere of influence that you have been given. We're going to do that through the trials, tribulations, problems, and solutions that my guest and myself have used to find what success means to us. Thanks so much for tuning in. Let's jump right in. Okay, so your core piece of advice there is like you're an average of the people and the voices that you surround yourself mm-hmm. with. Um, like how do we, so let's, let's magnify that. What are some practical ways that you do that in your life? I'm just very intentional about what I let go into my mind. You know what I mean? So as far as personal development, you mentioned YouTube earlier, Yeah, $15 a month, YouTube premium. I mean, no ads, you can turn your iPhone off and still plays. Like when I'm in the shower, I'm driving, I'm listening to something, something, you know, I'm listening to something that can improve who I am as a, as a leader, as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I think it matters, you know, another thing Jim Rohn says, he says, you know, you're always going to be paid in proportion to the value that you add to the marketplace. So, yeah. you know, if you want to, if you want to earn more money, be more valuable, you know, I know. And, and that, that is so true. And you've never listened to like, cause I haven't really done it, but like any of the social coaching that I'm doing right now, it's crazy that, Gary Vaynerchuk, mm-hmm. you can tell he's like he's got Jim Rohn in his blood because he takes everyone does. Of course, that was Tony Robbins' mentor. Yeah. So many yeah. people's mentor. Yeah, and he says that the path to success, if you're going to be and have an influence in this world, and that influencer core brand is going to drive your business ventures or your your finances, you are not owed anything from your mere presence in this world. You have to deliver value. Mm-hmm. So. If you post on social media and the only value is like appear into your life mm-hmm. or versus you telling people, well, the life that I've created was from the, I overcame this, I learned this, mm-hmm. I believe this, it could help you. I use this product, like delivering value, value, value. And so he's teaching the same thing is that if you want influence or finances the only way there there are no gimmicks it's you have to provide more value than everyone else or mm-hmm. at least um and so i teach people that they're like well what do i do on social media i said well you have to come up with a framework and a playbook that delivers consistent deep value to people asking nothing in return mm-hmm. and do it a thousand times because mm-hmm. if you're in it for the long game that's like you. Look at this podcast. It's like mm-hmm. we're not going to charge people to listen to this. Right. I just hope they hear it and they're like, man, I can't wait to hear you or me talk again. Mm-hmm. And they, I want people to feel like what we're discussing brings value to their life, asking nothing in return. Mm-hmm. And I hear that. And, of course, it's Jim Rohn who said it. And Gary Vee is saying he just tuned it to social media. It's legitimately the winning play for a person, like a personal brand, growing a personal brand and growing a legitimate social influence based on trust, like trust and belief where people Mm -hmm. feel like they know you, they want to hear you. That's how you do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And of course, it's... Money's an illusion. It's all a transfer of value. Everything's... 
everything is a transfer of value. You yeah. know, um, the more valuable you are, the more leverage you're going to have in a relationship. Hundred um, percent. You know, he's just being a person of value, even having a voice of value. You know, not yeah. speaking unless it improves upon the silence. You know what I mean? It's just. Um, oh, that's good. When making, yeah, you make a difference. You know, you make it. If you're, uh, I forget how to say it, but you know, you want you, you want to make a difference in the world. Otherwise, you're just blending in. You know, and so many yeah. people focus on blending in and they're so concerned what other people are going to think about them and man when they die one day nobody remembers them anyway because you they, looked and they sounded their, like everybody else they spent their whole life trying to be like everyone and, and oh, dude. you know what i mean and so now now i mean it's almost you're almost biblical at this point we live in we legitimately live in a world where like we base our real life on other people's highlights and we tend to it's like this social anxiety of man i'm not living up I don't look as cool. I don't drive as this. My home isn't. We're trying so hard to keep up with the Joneses that no one remembers. We don't actually make anything of substance. And so I would rather, I don't think, like, I need you to realize how powerful it is what you just said is before you adapt your life, your lifestyle to trying to, like, fit what you see on Pinterest and fit what you see on Instagram is like, think about the impact that you want to leave behind. Mm -hmm. And it may, and this is like, for me, no matter how much money I make this year, like we've already decided that our home is, it was our dream. Like it was our dream home when I made a quarter, when I was broke as a joke, we couldn't even have dreamed of having the home we have now. And so, we were talking finances and it's the exact same thing. I looked at our Pinterest board and our Instagram. It's all these like massive homes, all this crazy stuff. And I was like, wait a second. If we could like tune my belief system to saying God gave us this and we're so happy about it. Why wouldn't we take that excess energy and that excess finances and like bless friends and family that have less mm -hmm. or give or do things that and teach our kids lessons about giving and stewardship. And all of a sudden, my, my heart comes on fire, like a thousand pounds lifted off my shoulders. And I realized that in my mind, I was less successful because I was settling for like our home's gorgeous. It's just amazing. And I cannot believe that that like poison was in my mind. There are people that would kill around the world to have any remote closeness to the life we live right now. It would kill for it. Yeah, go and, to Nicaragua for a little while. I just came back from it. It's, it's crazy. It's humbling, yeah. And so I just love how you said that. It's obviously you hear me talking from like the other side. We're like meeting in the middle. Sure. And it's because I'm a marketing coach and I think and well, – It's fulfilling. It's fulfilling and rewarding so to do good. things for other people. And it lives on. You know, what you do for yourself dies when you do. But what you do for other people, it carries on. It carries on. You know, and legacy is important. That, and, you, you know – are your grandkids going to have a picture of you in their house saying it's because of him that we have what yeah. we have, the lifestyle that we have. A lot of people don't realize the power that they have in their, in generations of their family to, to be the one that makes a difference, you know, for their, yeah. for their family or to build. And, you know, it's okay to want nice things, you know, it's oh, okay to want, you know, comfort and convenience and to have nice things. I don't believe God is a God that puts all these nice things on this earth to say, well, that's just for those people. No. That's just for greedy people. Or that's for, that's not, that's not true. No. You know, it's all relative. You can have 
you can have nice things and still provide a lot of things for other people. Absolutely. You know? The best way to help the broke people is, is not to, be one of them. Is not, yeah, make, make some money. Yeah, because, I mean, you can't give from an empty well, you know? Oh. So the more... The more Emo emotionally or financially. Emotionally like, or financially. That's big. Or intellectually or spiritually. Ooh. You know, I mean, there's, a, there's lots of ways that you can... Taking us to pro church. Provide dude. value, you know? You're I mean, and that's the thing. And, oh, that's and, good. And so many people... And when you talk about, you know, social media and highlight reels, we get that compareitis. We 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 want to compare our life to other people's lives, mm -hmm. and that's that that's gonna just mess your head up because yeah. it's not even relevant. You know, the only people you should, the only person you should compare yourself to is who you were yesterday, and the only thing you should be mm -hmm. focused on is being stronger today than you were yesterday. Yeah, each day, Man. whether that's stronger physically. Where emotionally, spiritually, intellectually, you know, like any of those things, you can improve yourself even just a small percentage every day. And over a length of time, those simple daily disciplines compound. And before you know it, you look back a year ago yeah. and you're a different person. That's crazy. And then the people yeah. that didn't grow with you become far less attractive and your circle changes, your, you know, and, and your goals change, yeah. you know, sometimes we start out and like, I'll be completely transparent. You know, when I started out in network marketing, my goals were very self-serving. You know, I'm a car guy. I love, I do like nice things. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh man, you know, you can earn this much money. You can, you know, I could get this, I can have this, I could. Yeah. And then, and then you start, you know, the more you get involved, you start impacting other people's lives. You start seeing, you know, people, moms come home to their kids. You know, they you start seeing people less stressed out about finances and bills. And yeah. you, you start seeing the difference you're able to make in people's lives. That, and I'm going to tell you, your, your goals in the, shifting like way they, they, that's they how become a lot less you. about you and a lot more about other people and that's ultimately what leadership is it's about making it about other people not about yourself and and that is definitely why people follow you by the way that's why they're in business with you that's why they sign up and sell the products that you sell and go into business with you because um I now know if I go back in time so network marketing I didn't do very well in and I know now if like when you're saying that I'm playing it in my head and I remember going, if I get this many people, I get the BMW, right? If I get this many people, I could cut my hours in half, right? Mm -hmm. If I get this many people, I could, and it was all not like extremely greedy, but it was all very self-serving. And instead of being like, if I get this many people and that's well-trained to this level of life and they achieve this goal, just one word you can shift in that whole sentence what? instead of getting people. I can help this many people, man, you know? Yeah. And I think that's a perspective that a lot of people have that, um, that causes them to, to not succeed. Is there, yeah. I'm trying to get people. I'm trying to get the, the world's got them. I'm trying not to say any bad words. The world, <laughs> the, the society, every got episode them. is different. Their, their jobs got them <laughs> and life's got them. You know, you're not getting them. You're help. You know, you have ability to help them. You have a vehicle that they can potentially transform their entire life yeah and and it's not always just about money or even time yeah. sometimes it's about community sometimes it's about getting around people that are like-minded that mm. getting an, an environment that's conducive to growth for the average person that gets them around mentors who have a vested interest in their success you talk about masterminds and paying 10 grand you know i pay 10 grand to go to beverly hills to sit in a circle with these these guys but in in network marketing you know, you get around leaders who are making, like my mentor earns multiple six figures a month. Yeah. You know, 350 grand a month. And I mean, this guy's a close friend of mine and I don't have to pay him 
to, to, to teach me what he knows. Uh -huh. He has a vested interest in my success. So there's no other profession that I know of that you can get involved, work hard, you know, earn the time with these people that say, Hey, I want to invest in my time into you. You don't have to pay me anything because ultimately they benefit from your yeah. success. But then you learn not only how to say what they say, how to act like they act, but you learn how to think like they think and your That's perspective good. start to shift. You start to grow as a leader. You start to just learn things you never would have learned in corporate America. You never definitely would have never learned in school, you know? Uh -huh. Um, so I think it, I think there's lots of benefits you know, to who you surround yourself. hundred percent. Yeah. And I, sure. and I can tell that's why you're successful in that industry because, um, you, like you're doing it right. And it's, and I worked hard. Well, a lot of people, well, frick yeah. a I'm lot of people get that lottery ticket mentality. Hell, you know, they, you've been doing this for over eight years. Yeah. 10, ten years. Yeah. 10, like 10 years in the profession. So yeah. 10 years and busting your ass mm -hmm. for 10 years. Mm -hmm. No, I, yeah, thank you for thank you job. for saying the lottery ticket mentality because people will just be like oh oh he he got the right lead it yeah they, we'll yeah. talk about the network like oh he Stigmas, got yeah. he was given people or he Never he got the ever, he got the ever. right person yeah. or oh when you're in the right the, oh you caught the gold mine you know mm -hmm. this that and the other um i'll say because you're one of a few people i know that are successful in that industry no no, no the people that are successful long term are hard workers that understand the value that people have intrinsically and your whole business model is based on selling a product you believe in and building people up that you care about and working your ass off yeah, of doing it definitely it. takes hard work you it know does, we live in yeah. an instant gratification world and and people will come into a business they'll compare to their chapter one to my chapter 20 and yeah. they're like well i'm not you know driving a new escalator i don't have but I still have a job or I have, I'm not yeah. rich. And I gave this thing three weeks, you know, or like, whatever, three months. I didn't get there for eight and a half years. <laughs> but I will tell you the biggest difference. And this is what most people have don't realize is you attract who you are. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, Jim Rohn, going back to Jim Rohn, I know I quote him a lot. But I say, he, I say Donald Miller 10 times, like 10. Okay. Every, well, so, one of the okay. things he says, he says, become a millionaire, not for the money, but for who you'll become in the process of achieving it. Because mm. not, it's not the money. I mean, look at lottery ticket winners. I mean, they get all this money. It comes right back down to who they are. So your personal yeah. development level set point and your income can't stay too far apart from each other for an extended amount of time. No. So if you, if you're here, or I know I might not be able to see right now, be seen on on the audio but if you're at one level and then your income rises way above that level mm -hmm. and you don't grow as a person if you get a million dollars you best become a millionaire quick if you want to keep the money yeah because it's going to come right back down to who you are yeah. and but the opposite also holds true so it's almost like a thermostat you know if i if you set the thermostat to 70 degrees in your house you open the door in july and you know it gets hot in your house as soon as you close the door it's going to come right back down to 70 degrees mm -hmm. but that's also how your personal development level is on that same note, Man. if you grow yourself, guess what's going to chase you down? The money comes. The money. Yeah. Because of the value. You know, you can't get away from it. It will chase you down. And and so that's what people should work on. Yeah. Not working for money, but working to be someone of value. And then the mm -hmm. money will follow. That's good. Yeah. I think that that's um, like sign, sale, deliver, like stamp on what we're talking about is – relevant to the industry you choose or where you are if you're working on you um i think we were probably raised right i remember when i was like a bus boy mm -hmm. years and years and years ago and it's like 
I disagree when people say, oh, well, the boss will never notice you. You'll never get a raise. It's all about them, this, that, and the other. Like those time talents and what I put in will pay dividends eventually. Like most of my clients don't even give a, they don't give a crap that I have a marketing degree. They don't know where I went to school. They don't know anything. I tell them the story about how Church of the King had 80 people and when I left it had 1,300. I tell them about the marketing, I the book I read and the, what I use to have the most successful weekend we ever had. I walk them through how the aha moment where I said, hey, I think this will work. And then it worked. And I said, I changed my entire business model in future based on that core message. Mm-hmm. And the hell and the confusion and the fight to to get that, it's it's insane to me. I still only made $621 that week. We still barely paid for bills that week, right? Mm -hmm. There was no money that followed. But now, fast forward four and a half years later, I'll tell that same story in a boardroom or something. And they say, how much does it cost to teach our sales team that? And you should always work harder than you paid for. That took a long time to realize any earnings from it. Mm -hmm. But I was paid for a 32-hour work week. I worked a hundred the week of Easter and slept at the church two nights. I didn't get paid anymore, but God saw it. Family saw it. And I think that that's a good lesson is, is that whole wavelength that when you're building yourself up and you're working harder, the money um, will follow eventually. Mm-hmm. And it takes time sometimes, you know, oh, I yeah. do believe that, you know, you should always work harder than you're getting paid for. It's an investment in your future. And yeah. And here's the thing, the difference between an employee mindset and maybe an entrepreneur or having wealth consciousness and, you know, mm-hmm. an abundant mentality is um, employees, it's a very fixed mindset, a scarcity mindset. I work this hour, I get paid this much. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm giving you an hour of my life for this amount of value, trading your time for, time for money. For yeah. money. And, and we get programmed that way. So when someone comes into network marketing and they're working, they're, they're building the business and not getting paid. It's not, it's not a linear. It's not, it's not a linear transaction. It's not linear income, meaning I do this, I get paid this. It takes time to build it. So in the beginning at network marketing, you are working harder than you're getting paid for. Absolutely. And that happens. You work, 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 get paid, work, 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 get paid. Eventually you get to a point, if you do that long enough, to where it is. You're like working, you're getting paid, working, getting paid, working, getting paid. But if you continue to work on yourself consistently, mm-hmm. you stick with it long enough, eventually it's work, get paid, get paid, get paid, get paid, get paid. Yeah. Go to Nicaragua, get paid, get paid, get paid, get paid. Yeah, Go absolutely. Go to Disney World, get paid. You know, and, but a lot of people fail to see it all the way through because we are programmed to think, you know, I should be getting paid more for what I'm doing. I'm working hard and nothing's happening. And yeah. they don't realize it's a process. You know, you can't plant a garden and then eat from it the next day. And you, know, you yeah. can't get pregnant on Friday, have a baby on Monday. It just doesn't work <laughs> not like how that. It works. Things, yeah. Some things take a process to grow and develop. It's powerful. You know, organization, anything really you're powerful. building from the ground up. Because I've never, you know, had anybody placed on my team. I've never uh, joined at the right time or been at the top of this or at, the, you know, that all the different things people tend to speculate when they see someone having success in network marketing. It's just having good mentors, applying myself, growing as a person, expecting things to happen. You know, Henry Ford said, if you think you can, or if you think you can't, you're right. A hundred percent. So I just went in thinking that I can, I'm like, Hey, if it's possible, there's people doing it already. So I know it's possible. 
and it's possible it. for me. That's and the, then I just, just got to become the person who can do it. And that's the difference. People think who they are at the, at the time they get started is enough or that they have enough value to attract mm -hmm. the right people to build a, and grow a voluntary army to lead an organization. And that's not always the case. Nope, not you at know, all. God's not going to put 100,000 people on your team if you can't, don't have the ability to lead 100,000 people. Dude, so down. you got to, so as you're building a team of, you know, and, and, and growing an organization, you also have to be growing yourself at the same time in order to be able to lead those people. It's the law of the lid. John Maxwell, uh, 25, 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, yeah. the law of the lid. You can't expect your team or anyone that you're leading to, to, grow past where you've grown yourself hundred so percent you got to go out there and do it you know man have you ever read the book leadership pain mm -hmm. ever read that mm -hmm. it's a must read i highly recommend it they they read it i was going through a tough season at the You're church the author uh, i think his last name is uh chang uh i think that might he might be it might be for another book but okay. i'm fairly confident that's him and so he has this the core message of the book is that a lot of the leaders that you see in the business world and in the church world, you don't realize like what they've overcome to, to have the success sure. that they have. Yeah. And there's one story and this is great. I just want people to hear this. I think you'll, do you know who, uh, uh, life church TV, um, Craig Rochelle, you know, who Craig Rochelle is so life church, is the largest church in America, okay. they have like 35 campuses, 75,000 people or something insane. They kind of made the whole satellite church model. Okay. They kind of like pioneered that, which is crazy because it happened on a whim. They, he was out because as he tells the story is out because his wife was like sick or, or having a baby. They recorded a service, played it the next morning at two or three different campuses mm -hmm. and uh, it worked and people like still were receptive to it. So he's like, well, why don't we just try doing this? Well, in the book, he talks about how the person that led him to Christ um, and was supposed to support his first ministry committed suicide. And he like, couldn't fathom, like it didn't make sense to him how the person mentored him, personally mentored him, mm -hmm. uh, built him up, led him personally, led him to Christ, taught him all these things about ministry and got him so excited to go change the world for Christ would kill themselves. Mm -hmm. And... He had to make like a decision, obviously, to either continue or let that rip all the momentum that he had. Um, and there's multiple stories in the book of how these massive megachurches or organizations, uh, one church uh, in the housing crisis, they got a loan, like a $6 million loan for a building and that was supposed to be worth uh, the loan and land, supposed to be worth like $11 million, and they thought they got the dream deal. Well, then the housing market crash comes up, and they go revalue it at like $2.1 million. They call the loan. And they have like $400,000 to make. <laughs> they called wow. the loan. And he's like, almost wanted to commit suicide. Like he has no idea what's going to happen. Um, the whole point of the book is the flock that God allows you to lead is directly proportional to how prepared you are to fight the wolves that are going to come for it. There you go. And I was, and that's a, that's a unique lesson. I want that to simmer for people that are listening. The size of the flock I don't care if you're a manager, a parent, mm -hmm. a spouse, entrepreneur, doesn't matter where you fall on the spectrum. The amount of people that you're and the platform that you're given is directly proportional to how prepared you are to fight the wolves that come. That's good. Um, and that's it, on the same wavelength of what you're talking about is the bigger your team gets, the more and 
like I'm in systems mode where I mm-hmm. realizing solopreneur has no systems. If I want to scale, grow, yeah, have systems three different companies, systems are everything. And those wolves, the, oh, well, you forgot this phone call or what about this? Or dang, what's the variation on that? You forgot to pick this check up, like all these things. Um, there's all these expectations revolving around that. Why well, wouldn't actually prepared to fight and conquer those wolves? Tons of anxiety comes on. And instead of delivering at my best, they get like the leftovers. Mm-hmm. And so I'm capped. I can't have a larger flock of people. So I can't have a larger flock of people that I coach right. or clients that I can deliver for because I'm not prepared to you know, fight the battles of the wolves that come. Um, and so same thing, the lid, your personal development is a direct correlation to that is you've got to read that book. It's check it out. It'll, it like, when you hear these organizations and some of them are by name and some of them are anonymous and you realize, and you don't believe in this, but, um, I really hate when people are like, I tell, I like to tell stories. Um, do you know who Jensen Franklin is? You ever heard that name? Another big pastor. It's, uh, I worked at a church nine years, so I have a lot of pastor stories, right? You probably have a lot of police and military stories in your repertoire, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he tells a story where someone walks up to him and says, I can't wait till I make it to the big times so I can wear shoes that look like that. And his direct response to him is what when you walk through the hell these shoes have walked through i'll give you the shoes mm. he's like because you don't know that me and my wife used to sleep in our car because we'd ask for an offering and there wasn't one you know 25 years ago we used to sleep in our car because god was like you're supposed to travel the country right uh and then at the same conference chris hodges tells a story and he's a pastor of another mega church obviously they're all at one place and uh, some kid comes up to him and he said god called me to be the pastor like to be a pastor like you and he goes really all right, 16 campuses, 30,000 people. All right, hit me. I got a, And he says, I have a question for you. What kind of car do you drive? And he says, uh, Honda Civic. All right, what's the floorboard look like? He said, oh, you know, Pastor, I eat some Taco Bell here and there. You know, floorboard's a little bit messy. You know, floor's a little messy. And he said, I looked that kid in the face, and uh, I told him, he said, if God can't trust you with a floorboard of a Honda Civic, he can't trust you with a megachurch. I was like, it's powerful. Ooh. How you do anything is how you do everything. And and so you hit, we tell different stories, but like this is a, this has got to be a pinnacle moment for people listening. They have to understand their personal development is a direct core and the value they provide to the world around them is a direct correlation to the success they have, re, I'd say relationally and monetarily. Right. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, okay. absolutely. You know, I'll just say this, you know, any journey you're on, whether it's, you know, business, entrepreneurship, whatever it is, adversity is going to come, obstacles, objection, you know, things are going to come that you're going to have to get over. Things are going to happen, you know, and a lot of times people are like, well, why is this happening to me when they should be asking themselves, why is this happening for me? Because Mm. it's necessary. Life has to happen to you. It's all polarity. Good can't be good without bad. Dark can't be dark without light. Everything has ups and downs. I mean, if you were to go watch a movie and everything happened in the movie just perfect and there was no drama, there was no, Mm-mm. how enjoyable would that movie be? It wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, there's, you know. Um, but the thing is, it's necessary to walk through that minefield yourself so other people can follow you through. Or the the other way to look at it is if you don't go through these problems and and grow through these problems rather that's good when your people that you're leading 
encounter these same issues, how can you guide them through it? How can yeah. you give them, you know, relevant advice if you haven't gone through it yourself? So yeah. it's necessary. It's all part of the process. You know, so many people let things stop them or they get discouraged or they get, you know, they let things affect how their confidence when they should just say, Hey, this is, this is what I'm dealing with. It's necessary for me to grow through this, learn through this. And because one day someone that I'm leading is going to go through this and I have to be able to help them. Yeah. You know? So that's, it's all perspective. It's a, that's a powerful like wake up call to, to ask yourself if, are you called to lead, to lead and help others mm -hmm. and make a difference? Or are you called to be a part of the flock? Mm -hmm. Right. I don't think, don't take offense to that. I'm not saying that I think everybody that I think you have special gifts and talents, um, and a wide range of different. If you can't serve, you can't lead anyway, Ooh. in my opinion. I mean, if you, I mean, you talk about God. I mean, Jesus washed people's feet. You know, I mean, he knew how to serve. hundred percent. So you got to be able to serve. And, and I think the best servants make the best leaders. Thank you so much for listening. I really, truly hope that that episode was something that you found valuable. You learned something you didn't know before. You laughed a little, you loved a little, and you're excited for the next episode. If you found it valuable, please take just a moment, like, comment, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. Helps the show out a ton. Last thing, if you're out there and you feel like you're drowning in the confusion of this insane digital marketing and social media driven world, I have got the Prozac to your problem. If you click the link in my bio, I've got a seven days to create a digital marketing strategy that actually works mini course. And I think that it would be a huge help to you. Go click that, check it out. If not, totally fine. It's not for everybody. But I cannot wait to see you in another episode and have a blessed day.